Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and it's uh, so good to be with you here tonight, and and I kind of feel like I'm back at home again at Greenbrier, amen, and want to uh, thank um, Brother Heidi and Sister Heidi. Um, she's the one that keeps him together, I can guarantee you, and uh, but it is an honor and a great privilege to um, be a part of this camp meeting tonight. I, I've never done a camp meeting quite like this, but there's a first time for everything. Amen. And, and uh, I was thinking before we got up here, uh, John chapter number 20, after Jesus was crucified and, and uh, risen from the dead, it said the disciples were uh, gathered together behind closed doors. And uh, all of a sudden, Jesus come through the wall. Amen. And, and he showed himself to them. He stood in their midst. And so tonight, I'm praying that Jesus going to come right through your wall tonight, come right into the midst, right where you are at. And I believe the Lord has ordained this. Um, I'm, I'm not real comfortable being an internet preacher, but I've been practicing for the last month or so. <clears throat> And so I'm used to not hearing an amen and, and, and all of that. But uh, anyway, I'm just going to be me and you just be you. But I believe the Lord is, is going to do something among us tonight. And, and what a privilege. So, uh, Brother Heidi told me they had a theme this year. And I don't know if he told me we had a theme last year or not. But I didn't go by it if we did. But tonight I'm going to do my best to go by uh, the theme uh, somewhat. And so if you have a Bible with you, we're going to be in the book of Numbers tonight, chapter number 13, Numbers chapter number 13. And you that are here, if you don't mind standing when you have that, um, you don't have to stand at home, and if you're in your pajamas, that's fine too, we won't be looking but, um, Numbers chapter number 13, we're going to just read one verse to you tonight, verse number 33, Numbers chapter 13, verse 33, and it says, and there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Father, I ask you tonight that you would anoint me, Lord. I pray, God, as you've opened this door for us to be here, Lord, that you would open heaven and let your spirit rest upon me tonight. God, I ask you tonight that you would let my tongue be the pen of the ready writer and let grace pour forth from these old lips of clay. God, I ask that you'd let me speak tonight with the tongue of the learned and give us ears to hear as the learned tonight. And God, I pray tonight, Lord, as your word goes forth, let it find good ground and let it accomplish everything that you have set it out to do. Now, God, I know you know who's watching, who's logged on, who's here. And who needs this word? And so I pray tonight, God, that this word, Lord, it would find every person that needs to hear it. God, bless this now. Lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord. And we're going to glorify you and magnify you and give you all the praise for what you do in this place tonight. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints could say, Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. I'm, uh, I, I've been thinking. 
thinking uh, the the camp meeting theme is 2020 vision, and so uh, tonight I want to I want to ask you a question, and the question tonight is how do you see yourself? I mean, how do you see yourself? In our text tonight, uh, the Israelites come back and said we were as grasshoppers in our sight, and as we saw, as we see ourselves, that's the way they saw us also as grasshoppers. And so, how do you see yourself? I I started to call it mirror mirror on the wall, <laughs> but I decided I better not do that. But over in the in, in James chapter number one. In verse number 22, he says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. He said, For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. I, I, I want tonight for somebody to begin to remember what God has done for you don't go to the mirror and look and then forget about it because that's exactly what happened in numbers chapter number 13 they saw themselves as grasshoppers I, I read over in Jeremiah chapter number one and and he said what do you see Jeremiah and Jeremiah told him what he saw he said you have seen well he said I will hasten now to perform my word Jeremiah had vision beyond his sight and so tonight I want you to get Get it down in your spirit. You need to get your eyes open so that you can see you as God sees you. And if we can see ourselves as God sees us, then we can be somebody. I wish I had a witness out there tonight. I, I, I've, been, I've been a student of the Word of God. I, I don't know. I've read, I think I'm on number 90. I've read reading the Bible through the 90th time. And I was reading Proverbs the other night. And it, and it says, He that hath a bountiful eye, he said, shall be blessed and be able to give to the poor. And I've been praying all day long, Lord, give every person that watches me or hears my voice tonight bountiful eyes. Let them see themselves as you see us, and then you can hasten to perform your word that you said. In other words, vision beyond sight. I mean, what we can see God seeing in us and through us. Y'all know God calls those things that be not as though they are. He speaks first and then it comes to pass. I, I like that about the Lord. He called Peter a rock when he wasn't nothing but a little bit of sinking sand. That's all he was. He called James and John. They were a bunch of fishermen, uh, uh, the sons of thunder. He, he knew they was going to thunder the gospel all over the world. And so who knows? Well, I just wonder what God's seeing in you. And so as we look at this text tonight in Numbers chapter number 13, this is a very interesting text. Uh, text and, and chapter in the Word of God. We have the, the Israelites here, the mighty theocracy of God, the state that, that was being led by God. Y'all know they've been in Israel some 430 years under a taskmaster, uh, under Pharaoh and the Egyptians. They were slaves and servants to them, and, and, and apparently it got pretty rough on them after a while, and, and they begin to afflict the Israelites, and the Bible says, but the more they afflicted them the more that the Lord blessed them and multiplied them but they begin to call 
on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God sent a deliverer into, into Egypt and brought the children of Israel out with signs and wonders and miracles. I mean, he, he turned the water into blood. He sent frogs and flies and lice and locusts and balls and blands. Sent darkness up in there and finally sent a death angel in, in Egypt and, and, and killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians and and God brought the children of Israel out. I mean, they went to bed one night a slave and woke up the next morning, they were free. And I mean, they didn't let, and they left Egypt, ladies and gentlemen. They did not leave empty handed. The Word of God said they spoiled the Egyptians as they left Egypt. And, and most of y'all Bible scholars know the story. They, they started out with the Lord, and the, and the enemy changed his mind. And, and they got to the Red Sea, they couldn't go forward. They couldn't go backward and, and Pharaoh decided to come and take them back into slavery again and the, but the Bible tells us that that there was an angel that was in front leading them, went to the back and, and, and he was a barrier. He made it dark for the Egyptians and light for the Israelites. And, 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 and God, uh, Moses went to the Lord and he said, what do we do? And he said, what you got in your hand, sonny boy? He said, well, I got a stick. He said, just stretch it out over that sea right there. I'll give you more miracles and you can shake that stick out. The Lord split open the Red Sea. They walked across on dry ground. When they got to the other side, the Egyptians decided to follow them in, Brother Crow. And when they, they, they started in there, I guess the Lord had some mechanics from the AARP and, and certified mechanics and began to loosen the lug nuts on the chariot wheels. And, and, and they began to get stuck. And then next thing you know, the Lord just crashed in on the Israelites. Not only did He deliver them, but He kept them from the enemy. The Bible says they went on and, and God began to show them, look, I can supply all your need. They, they, they got hungry and so the Lord sent them manna from heaven. They gathered it up every day. They got thirsty and, and the Lord gave them water out of a rock. And I'm going to tell you, it was quite a bit of manna that came in every day. They tell me they were two and a half to three million people and, and it took 1,500 tons of food a day in order to feed them. I, I figured that up. I used to be a truck driver at, at 20 tons uh, uh, you know per load it would take 75 truck loads a day to feed that bunch in the waste howling wilderness it took about 11 million gallons of water a day to quench their thirst in the waste howling wilderness I'm going to tell you that rock that had to be in a river coming out of it that they were drinking out of but God he, he not only supplied their needs he gave them a little bit of wants because they said Lord it's hard out here in the desert in the daytime and, and it's cold at night and so he made central heat and air conditioning. He gave them a cloud by day to keep them cool and a pillar of fire by night to keep them warm and, and, and the Bible says they went on with the Lord. Next thing you know they're in a battle with a fellow named Amalek and Amalek, he, he come again them, and, and that's when Aaron and her and Moses went up on the mountain, and, and, and as long as they held the preacher's hands up, I don't know, somebody named a him a her. Now, I don't really get that, but they did. They named a him a her, but when Aaron and her held up Moses' arms, Joshua and the children of Israel were getting the victory down. Uh, oh yeah, as long as they was doing it together, and that brings us up to Numbers chapter 
chapter 13. Kind of a, a summary of it. And the Bible says that the Lord said, Now, I want you to pull you out one man of every tribe of the children of Israel and go over into the promised land and just see if what I've been telling you is not the truth. They went over there, stayed 40 days and 40 nights. They came back and the Word of God says they were carrying grapes. It took two of them to tote it on a pole and, and, and had pomegranates and, and figs. And, and, and they said, well, what was it like? They said, oh, it's even greater than what the Lord... It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And this is the fruits thereof. And, and, and it's everything God said. But then uh, about ten of them started saying, but wait just a minute now. We've seen some giants over there. And they started that stuff. And old Caleb, he jumped up and hit the floor. He said, come on, boys. We're well able to overcome it. And, and Joshua jumps up and says, look. He said, them, them enemies is just bread for us. We'll eat them jokers alive. I mean, if God be for us, who can be against us? Well, the Word of God says, though, that they begin to, they begin to say, wait a minute now. We look like grasshoppers up against them. And, and, and it says we were as grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. In other words, we saw ourselves as little bitty hopping, jumping uh, insects against this mighty, powerful giant of a people and, and I read this and I think about it and I'm thinking how come this is even in the word of God at all after all God had done for them after everything he had shown them they had went to the mirror and seen everything and walked away from it and forgot it all they forgot who they were who they were serving and what he had done for them I don't even understand why the book of numbers is in here they want 40 years in the wilderness on an 11 day journey God was ready to send them across in 11 days but ladies and gentlemen they hopped and jumped for 40 years and I just some of y'all looking at me kind of funny through that internet right now I can just feel it y'all glaring at me saying well you little funny talking Arky up there in Greenbrier Arkansas what in the world has all this got to do with us here in the 50 plus something camp meeting of the southern Missouri district. Well I'm going to tell you I believe it has a little bit of everything to do with us and where we're at now and what's going on in our world at this day and time. I, I, I don't know about you but I can relate to the Israelites real easy. You see all of us has been in Egypt at one time or another. We've all been slaves to sin and under that old taskmaster the devil. But I don't know about you but I I called on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he sent a deliverer into my life named Jesus Christ. And he brought me out with a high hand, ladies and gentlemen. I went down to an old-fashioned altar. A heathen went down mean and come up from there clean. One minute I was a slave, and the very next minute I was saved, honey. And oh yeah, I'm telling there's nothing greater than the hand of God. It took God to do something like that. 
Y'all know y'all 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 starting to see it now, ain't you? And, and, and you know when when we left the world and came into the church and on our journey now, headed toward heaven and toward our promises. I, I want you to know the Egyptians that uh, the, they spoiled them Egyptians when they left, and I want you to know we didn't come out empty-handed either. I got something that the world don't have no more. It's called joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I got a peace that passes all understanding. I I can go to bed and sleep tonight. I don't got to worry if death comes and gets me because I'm going. It's all that is is a promotion. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But the Lord is the only one that can change somebody and take an old mean heathen Philistine and turn him into a saint of the living God. Paul said it this way: Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Well, anybody can relate to how the Lord brought you out. And you know, once you get out and start on your journey with the Lord, the devil always going to change his mind. He don't like to lose nobody. And anybody ever been in a in a, in a a spot where you couldn't go forward, had the enemy on your tracks, and God just make a way out of no way? It's amazing how the Lord will do that, how he'll, he'll work for you and make a way. And, and then we go to eating manna from heaven, eating the Word of God. God and, and drinking out of the rivers of living water. Get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and the Lord began to supply our needs according to His riches in glory. He'll give you a job. He'll put you here. He'll open doors. He'll make ways for you. I'm telling you, not only can He save us and keep us, He can provide for us or He wouldn't have brought you out to start with. Then everybody has a fight with Amalek. That's your old flesh. Uh-huh. We all go, you're going to fight it. You just so well. Ain't nobody in here got no, got a little ring around the wa- uh, collar. There's not, there's not everybody just perfect. Just yet. If you was perfect when you come into church, you messed it up. I told my church last night, I said, we're holy <laughs> and we're righteous, but we're not innocent. We're not innocent, and that's what qualifies us to help somebody else. But everybody fights the flesh. Everybody's going through something. Everybody's going to have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's why you need to come to church, get involved in a church, and help hold the preacher's hands up because somebody's already went through what you're going through. Their marriage already been a mess and got fixed, so they, they can help you get you through yours. They've already been delivered of cigarettes and dipping snuff and dope and all of that and and, uh and that means they can help you get through that's why you need to get established in the house of God with the people of God because we get the victory together the niner that get pulled away from the bunch is the one that's going to get skinned and eat every time I'm just here to tell you you got to be a part of the family of God if you plan on making it I wish I had a witness out there and, and, and y'all kind of being quiet on me out there in internet land. 
<laughs> well, I've been hearing three amens all along. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. But isn't it amazing how, how, how our lives relate just to these Israelites right here and, and, and all that the Lord does. And then he'll bring you up to a place and he said, all right now, I've got you to a crossing point. I've got you where I want you. I want you to start preaching now. <laughs> I want you to let your name run for deacon. I want you to start giving a message in tongues in church. Or I want you to uh, start showing up to the 8 o'clock prayer meeting because you got time now. And Oh, yeah. I, I, I want you to uh, start singing in the choir. Uh, you used to sing them heathen songs. Now you just need to start singing the worship songs. I mean, you picked a guitar for the world. You ought to start picking the guitar for the church. I mean, you, you need to start a food pantry. You need to uh, go beat on doors and invite people to church. You need to start uh, giving uh, because I bless you to give. I mean, and then here we go. Oh, God. We go to hopping and we go to jumping and we go to chirping and I mean no God I look like a grasshopper a grasshopper is an insignificant insect and a giant ladies and gentlemen is a man or a woman of unusual powers bodily or intellectually and y'all can see that I don't have either one of those I have to get out behind the pulpit to see that pretty screen and it says how do you see yourself that's right how do you see yourself <laughs> Do you see yourself as a man of or a woman of unusual powers bodily or intellectually? Do you see yourself in a church of power and glory and revival? Do you see yourself as a man or a woman that's got all of heaven backing you up, that has brought you this far, that your enemy ain't nothing but bread for you, that them promises of God that he has made to you about you in the here and now, I'm just, I just come to ask you we've coming out of a pandemic and I think it's time the church wake up and open up them eyes and get that bountiful eye and remember what all he's brought us from and everything that he has done and quit this mealy mouth doubting pouting stuff and let's stand up and be the church of the living God in this day and time Woo, Lord isn't it amazing how we make them and we forget so easy we walk away from the mirror and we forget what he has done. I, I, I want you to notice something in Numbers chapter 13 and, and verse number 2 for me right quick. If you just read it, he said, God says, send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Israel. In other words, it was already theirs for the taking. <laughs> Woo, ain't that amazing? It was already there. He said, I just want you to go check it out, what I've already got for you. What I've already given you. If God says you can do it, then you need to do it. If God says get in a missionette, you better get in a missionette. If God says get in the Royal Rangers and go to work, you need to get in there and get with it. If he says start JBQ, you better go to pastor and get to working on it. If God says it, you need to start doing it. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself in the natural? In the natural, you may look like a grasshopper. You may be an insignificant nobody, but I'm I'm here to tell you if God says it you won't be in the natural you'll be in the supernatural I've come, oh well preacher we need to wait on that well wait's what broke the bridge down honey I'm just here to tell you I think it's time that we step up and be what we're supposed to <laughs> well I don't know I can't do that can't never could do nothing 
and, 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 and 40 years is long enough. Somebody, it's time for you to step up. How? Do, are you a giant? Are you just a grasshopper? You know what I love about this story was, if God says you can, like he said, Israel, you can do it. You can do it. Romans 8 and 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And that word if means for as much as God is for. Do you got that bountiful eye in you? Are you looking to see God in your life working with you and for you to will and to do of his own good pleasure? Hebrews 13 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper I will not fear what man shall do unto me are you looking at your enemies and issues and problems and is it to overcome you that you can't do nothing oh no uh uh not if God is with you honey and the Lord brought you this far do you think he would leave you now God is good at taking grasshoppers and turn them into giants uh huh He's good at take little insignificant nothings, obscure nobodies, and turn them into men and women of God. And it doesn't even matter what stage of life you're in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess I better call a witness because I can tell right now the Internet uh, is logging down right now. It's starting to... Uh-huh. I know I got, I, I got the seniors. I, I understand that. But do you know the man leading them was, I'd call him a super senior. Amen. He, he done been retired 15 years and, and, and living on the backside of the desert and, and was looking at the retirement home on the other side of Sinai, I'm sure. I mean, 80 years old. I mean, he was that far along in life. Uh, uh, and if there has ever been a failure in, in a human being, it was Moses. Moses, he tried tried to be an Egyptian. He was learned in all the ways of the Egyptians, but yet he was in line to be Pharaoh, but he messed all of that up. I mean, he, he, he just threw that out the window. Then he tried to be a, a, a church member. He tried to be a Hebrew and, and ended up killing an Egyptian, and you know, the stink come out, and it always gets uncovered because he tried to do it in the flesh, and so he had to run from Egypt. He was a failure in the church, a failure in the world, on the backside of the desert. Nobody looking for him whatsoever if there was ever somebody that was a insignificant nothing a 80 years old tending sheep and all of a sudden brother Drew he, he gets a burning bush experience over there and he turns and looks and when he turns toward the Lord his eyes got open and he got to seeing something and then he heard the voice and he got to hearing something and God took a grasshopper and turned him into a man of unusual powers bodily that God done so good on Moses that Israel today believes Moses over Jesus <laughs> and then it doesn't matter if you're a young person even y'all know there may be some young persons sitting there with Papa and Mama I don't know but uh, uh, David you know if there was ever one right there I mean he didn't even get invited to the anointing service they just left. They didn't invite him to the fellowship meeting. Just left him out there in Greenbrier. <laughs> 
Didn't he? I, I mean, when the prophet came to anoint a king, uh, the sons of Jesse, he, they, he didn't even get invited. And then when the prophet called him out, they finally had to go get him. God will make a way. A man's gift to make room for him and bring him before a great man. They called him in because he had a gift. And then uh, the Spirit of the Lord, when it came on him and he got anointed to be king, you know what? His family still didn't believe in him because when he went to fight Goliath, well, well, his brother said, who you think you are out here running your big mouth like you're somebody? Why aren't you back there tending to daddy's sheep where you belong? And, and he said, is there not a cause? I mean, that boy, he already had something down in him and I'm here to tell you God took a little nobody a little shepherd boy and turned him into a giant killer he went wagging Goliath's head back up to Abner and Saul and, and Saul said who's trifling is that who is that boy right there I'm going to tell you who he was he was a grasshopper turned into giant because he believed in what he saw he believed he was anointed and he took the initiative when the opportunity showed a young guy and so it don't matter what stage of life you're in I read about Gideon Man, he's in middle age. He's working every day. He's working at night, threshing, you know, working the night shift and hiding from the Midianites. And and the angel of the Lord appears to him. Oh, thou mighty man of valor. Who are you talking to, man? <laughs> he said, I'm talking to you. He said, wait a minute. I'm the least in my father's house and the least of the whole bunch. And he said, God is going to use you to deliver the children of Israel from the Midianites. And God took a note. He finally seen it when he saw it. I'm like, what are you seeing? What do you see tonight? Who are you? Are you still breathing air? Are you still saved? I'm here to tell you, you're not finished your testimony yet. Open revelations, them two witnesses. And they, the devil could not stop them, could not kill them until they finished their testimony. If God still got you breathing, he still got something for you to do. And I'm here, somebody needs to wake up. I believe God is wanting to have an awakening in the church of God. And I believe the elders are supposed to teach, teach the younger ones. <laughs> The elder women and the elder uh, uh, brethren is supposed to teach the youngers. But I just want to ask you tonight, if, if, if God could use Moses, if he could use David and Gideon, I wonder what he could do with us. Do y'all know Jesus picked a bunch of ignorant and unlearned fishermen? Uh-huh. And IRS men. Who wants an IRS man? I mean, who wants to be a... Well, never mind. There may be some watching. But... He turned the world upside down. First Corinthians 1 says, But God had chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He's chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. I want you to know, if you can see what the Lord sees in you, if, if you can see what He sees for you, you can have it. You can be it. Well, now preacher, you're doing pretty good right now, but I'm going to tell you, 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 you don't know where I'm at. I mean, we're just in a small community out here. and We don't got a whole lot of money. and We got a good pastor and we got Brother Drew here, but he's not Dr. Foster. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And He's not got a doctorate and he's not uh, educated. He's a pretty good looking pick a guitar, but I mean, you know, he, it just is what it is and 
Oh, Lord, I may have to preach outside tomorrow night, y'all. But I'm just saying that, 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 that you know, we, we don't got a lot to work with here. We, we got pretty good singing, but, you know, we don't have the all the bells and whistles and everything everybody else has got to. Oh, no, we don't got all of that here, preacher. I mean, you're, you're broadcasting out in the fields of Illinois. <laughs> yeah, you're out there in them little old farm towns out there right now, preacher. I, 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 you know, you, you're doing good, but I, I just don't know what that. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story I, I, I find over in the Word of God. I believe it's about Matthew 14 and John the Baptist after his funeral, after he, uh, uh, they buried him, Jesus and the disciples went out to a desert place to rest up. And the crowd followed them. And, and when they followed them and them out there, Jesus began to minister to them. And, and it started getting a little bit late, you know. And y'all know how preachers and eating is. And they come to the Lord and uh, them preachers and they said, Lord, you know, now uh, Kentucky Fried's fixing to be closing. And, and, and Popeye's and Church's Chicken will be all closed up here just in the next hour. We need to send this bunch on out of here, Lord, because they need something to eat. And there won't be nothing left open but Taco Bell and Waffle House and the truck stop can't handle this mob that we've got here with us Lord and, and you know they, 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 and the Lord said well said what do y'all got left and they said well we, all we got here is this little old lad and he got five loaves and two little fish and the Lord said just bring me what you got oh that's one thing I love about the Lord he'll never ask you for something you ain't got he always just bring me what you have and they brought him five loaves and two fishes he said have them set down in 50s out there he blessed it he broke it and he began to multiply it and he met the need fed 5,000 didn't the one the little boy gave his lunch and they didn't even count him I mean you know and, and, and I'm here to tell somebody tonight you quit worrying about what you don't have because God always uses what you got I'm here to tell you I'll never ask you for something you don't got but if you'll bring him what you have he'll bless it he'll break it He'll multiply it for you. Well, I better call another witness because I don't think they're getting it all the way in St. Louis right now. They, they, up in the district superintendent's office of Jerusalem one day, uh, Brother Elijah got a phone call from a half-crazed, hysterical preacher's wife. And, and she called him up and said, Elisha, Brother Elisha, said, me and my my husband's pastored all over your district. You know, he died last year. And, and Lord, we just got our taxes done and, and we don't got the money to pay our taxes. And they fixed to come take my boys and lock them up in jail till we pay them taxes. And, and I mean, you know, when you got a hysterical woman on your hands, you, it, it's really something. But if it's a preacher's wife, you really got one. I mean, because I'm married to one. I understand hysteria. And when you go to messing with, I'm going to preach over here for a little while. Y'all help me, all right? And, 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 um, but you go to messing with a mama's child and it gets ugly you know and, and so I just see old Lisha coming out that big office getting on that Cadillac camel with the uh, uh, chrome hooves and the silver tip tail and off he goes down to her house and walks in the house and she said he said what are we gonna do and he said what do you got now she said all we got is this one a little pot of oil he said that'll be fine right there go borrow all the empty vessels you can find when they did that said go in that back room and begin to pour and every 
every vessel got filled. When they run out of jars, they run out of oil. He said, go sell it, pay the debt, and you and them boys live off the rest. Preacher, what are you saying? He just asked her for what she had in the house. I bet you got everything you need in your house to do what God wants to do with you and through you. And if you just take and use what you got, if you bring him what you have, he will bless it, break it, and multiply you. We're big on using excuses. You know, when Moses, I already told you about Moses. He said, Lord, what are we going to do? He said, what you got in your hand? He just stuck that stick out over there. David used, uh, uh, all he had was a, a slingshot and a few rocks. He just used what he had. Yeah. I read about Ma and Paul and, 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 and Junior. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to bury Bubba. Bubba died. And uh, they already had the, the service at the church, and they're going to uh, commit his body, you know, back to the ground. And they get to the cemetery, and midnight shows up. And, and so they got scared, and they just chunked Bubba in an open sepulcher. And, 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 and Bubba happened to hit the bones of Elisha. And when he did, Bubba popped up. I mean, there was enough anointing left in them bones, them old bones that, that, that raised up Bubba from the dead. I, I don't know. Somebody's still got something left down in your bones that's watching me. You, you still got an anointing. You need to put it on somebody else. I mean, you still got something in your hand. Still got a little something left in your pocket. And you got that old time power of God still on you that you need to, you need to give it and help. Some, God ain't through with you tonight. Somebody needs to open up their eyes. Go look in the mirror and say, God lives in this man God lives in this woman I'm not dead yet and I'm going to receive and be what I'm supposed to be Woo! help me Lord well I don't know did he put a time limit on me or not but I just want to ask you are you willing to give him what you got will you bring him what you got in your house you're at your house right now. What, what, what you going to bring it to him? If you'll bring it to him. He's, I'm telling you, he's walked in your doors tonight. He's showing you something. I mean, what is he? Do you really believe he's going to forsake you now? After all this time? Uh, I, 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 I beg to differ. I do not believe it. Well, I just believe that God's wanting to wake up a giant of a church in these last days. I, I really believe he's wanting to give an, not just a revival, an awakening. That will literally wake up a nation. I do. I believe that. I, I believe he wants to build a Pentecostal church today. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about them kind that can even handle snakes when they come up in there. Amen. And uh -huh, They drink any deadly thing. It won't hurt them. But the kind that can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That walk in the gifts of the Spirit with word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discern men, have a supernatural faith, gifts of healing. Oh yeah, I, I'm just here to tell you I believe God is wanting to start reaching every community in every area because he's woke up a giant <laughs> he's woke up a church that sees theirself as God sees you listen ladies and gentlemen we're the blood bought church of the living God 
Oh, Lord, well, let me move on. But, you know, the last church you read about in the Word of God in Revelations is Laodicea. And, and, and if, you, if you run their name down, it basically means that it, 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 it was ruled by the people instead of following a man of God and the ark of God <laughs> or the spirit of God it, it, it was it was a, a lukewarm church and that lets you know if it's been lukewarm that means it's been hot at one time or another uh-huh and he said I would that you were hot or cold but because you're lukewarm I'll spew you out of my mouth and he says you run around here saying you're rich and have need of nothing and got nice buildings and nice cars nice houses all that stuff but said, don't even realize you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. Jesus is knocking, trying to get in his own church. He's on the outside of his own church. That's the last church we read about in the Word of God. And I kind of believe we are the last church that's going. I believe the Trump's about to go off. And I believe that God is ready. <laughs> but I don't know. I just come to ask you tonight. Who do you see yourself as? Are you just a meek, mild, humble? I'm just going to live my little life till Jesus gets me. Or are you ready to take your family back? <laughs> are you ready to see hell on the run? <laughs> I, I, I want to see devils cast out again. I, 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 they don't even believe in devils now. I mean, they don't. They don't even believe in the spirit realm today hardly. Even church people. And, 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 and so I'm just wondering, <laughs> do you want to be a giant or do, do, you, do you really want what the Lord has prepared for us? Doesn't he say in the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh? I, I, I believe if we think we're the last church, that ought to put us in that category. And I think we can live in a state of revival. I think God's trying to wake somebody up. Well, let me move on. I'm closing. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I do. I will tell you, in order to have anything, you got to fight for it. And they had to go in that promised land and fight. Had to be willing to fight. But if you're not willing to fight, you're probably not going to get much. And you got to be diligent. And you got to be pointed. I don't think a, a real move of God will happen until we have a real hunger for Him. And if we're really hungry, we'll come prayer meeting. We'll read our Bible. We'd be at, it, 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 they won't stop us from getting up in the church house some way or another. I'm, I mean, I'm just telling you. I just feel like, what do you see? What are you seeing? Them Israelites saw what the Lord had for them. But yet, they were grasshoppers in their own sight. And that's the way the enemy saw them. How's the enemy look at the church today, I wonder? I wonder, is he 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 and, 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 and laughing at us? I just wonder, is he? Because I believe that God's wanting to open somebody's bountiful eye. <laughs> Give you some 2020 vision to give you vision beyond your sight. In other words, have faith to start believing and calling on Him. And you may not see it in your natural eye, but just close your eyes. And when you get in the Spirit, start seeing it. I believe God.
is ready. After all he done for Israel, I don't, I don't even see. I don't even see why this is even in the word tonight. They should have been rip-roaring and raring <laughs> to run right on over there and get in the midst of it. You know, I'll be honest with you. I thought when we got to be able to have church again a little bit, that you wouldn't be able to uh, uh, get them all in the, in, in the church. But that lets me know we're still walking around with our eyes a little bit shut. But I also believe that it's time. It's high time. And ladies and gentlemen, God wants us to have the inheritance that He's laid out for you. And I don't know about you, but I aim on getting mine. <laughs> and I can just look back in the mirror and just remember how He's brought me from there to where I'm at now <laughs> and get to thinking, my Lord, if He can do all of that, Lord knows He can finish the good work He started in us. I don't want to have a name that I liveth and I'm dead. I don't want them to come to my church sick and, 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 and leave there sick. I don't want them to come up in there tangled up and tied up in sin and can't get untangled. And get, I don't want them to come in with devil issues and leave there free. I, that's what I want to see. And I'm telling you, I believe we're living in the times. Caleb and Joshua, 40 years later, they received their promise. And I believe there's some old Caleb's and Joshua's watching and listening to me right now. <laughs> that you're just as strong in your faith now as you was back then. And you're ready to take a mountain. You're ready to see God answer what He told you He would do through you. Praise the Lord. Well, Father, I do thank You for Your Spirit and Your Word.